Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers have an open roster spot. They have a player that they're clearly interested in. I'm going to try to explain what's going on there. And then, look, Malik Monk has gotten a lot of attention. He gave one of the quotes of the year, basically, yesterday, saying that he doesn't have any tattoos on his right arm because of Nick Young's uh, the right arm is only for buckets. As you'll remember, however, Nick Young did eventually get tattoos on that right arm, and he isn't in the NBA anymore. So shouts to Malik for being a little smarter on that. But I do want to more seriously discuss if there is an avenue by which Malik might be able to be a Laker beyond this season. It's unlikely, but it's worth taking a closer look at. Let's start, though, with Stanley Johnson. So Frank Vogel did the very Frank Vogel-ish thing and and refused to kind of give anything away, just like he doesn't want to give anything away on starting lineups and stuff like that. He was asked about Stanley Johnson and basically, without saying as much, basically kind of let everybody know, yeah, this is something that the Lakers are working on moving forward. Uh, The Lakers could, because they have an open roster spot right now, They could just sign Stanley Johnson to a contract for the remainder of this season. Uh, They are apparently choosing not to do that uh, because, well, there are a couple of reasons. Now, for one thing, it will save the Lakers uh, some money in tax dollars if they hold off on signing him for the remainder of the season and instead go with two regular 10-day contracts. Remember, the kind of contracts that he got to this point have all been those hardship ones. Uh, so the the if he gets two regular 10-day contracts uh, and, they, and you have to sign those after January 5th, if he gets two of those 10-day contracts, the amounts of prorated veterans minimum money that he would be signing for is then lower and their tax bill is lower at the end of the year. I don't, I you know, just like I said to, to Aaron, I could give two shits, maybe one shit. Nope, no shits. I do not care at all about the Lakers' tax money at the end of the season. The fact that they have trimmed money off of their tax dollars by season's end by trading Rajon Rondo only makes me that much more annoyed that they uh, opted not to sign Alex Caruso because of, in part at least, tax implications. If we knew that they could trim money off of that bill over the course of the season, choosing not to and thus making your team worse in a championship window is all the more reprehensible. Uh, Now, where they are right now with Stanley Johnson, if they have an avenue to save some money, given their approach to literally everything else this year, that's what the Lakers are going to do. So my anticipation here would be that on January 5th, they announce a single 10-day contract that Stanley Johnson is going to be playing under. And 10 days after that, they would sign another likely 10-day contract, save themselves some money all over again. And then once that second 10-day contract uh, is is up, I would imagine at that point, they would sign him for the rest of the season, depending on how everything goes from here to then. Uh, that set, now, I, there are a couple risks there on those fronts, and it's worth looking into. 
First and foremost, some other team between now and Wednesday could reach out to Stanley Johnson and say, hey, we've seen what you've offered the Lakers. We've seen how you've kind of reinvigorated their uh, lackluster defense in those stretches where you're out there. Would you like to come play for us for the rest of the year? The, the, the retort to that being a risk, though, is that any team I would imagine that would be offering him that opportunity probably doesn't have a starting spot uh, available for him for the foreseeable future. Uh, while Anthony Davis is out, I think Stanley Johnson is probably going to continue starting. Probably should continue to start. And you know, if you're if you're out there trying to get your name uh, as uh, you know out there again as as a redemption arc, and if you are trying to kind of pick up the pieces of of your otherwise kind of disappointing career to this point, playing for the Lakers, where you're going to get more national TV games than anywhere else and potentially starting for the Lakers is pretty damn impossible to beat. So if you're concerned that some team might reach out and swoop in and get Stanley Johnson while the Lakers wait around trying to to pinch a couple pennies here, that is technically a risk. I don't think it's one that is particularly realistic. Another potential risk is that you rub... Stanley Johnson and his team the wrong way by pinching these pennies, right? He is right now not employed and won't be employed for at least probably another couple days. And I would imagine he's probably sitting there saying, hold on, since I showed up, I've clearly helped you guys. Uh, I would like to be given some kind of security moving forward. Let's say Stanley John and, and knock on wood because I would really hope for this to ha- or hate for this to happen. But let's say Stanley Johnson does sign one of those ten day contracts. And then he gets hurt. Are the Lakers guaranteeing to him that they would re-sign him regardless for the rest of the year? Probably not, right? And 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 let's say he goes out there and he plays really poorly. Are they again? You know offering him the security of saying, oh yeah, no matter how you play, if you're healthy, we'll, we'll keep you around. Probably not. So while there is risk on this side of it for the Lakers, there's also risk in this approach to it from Stanley Johnson's perspective. So, and, and, you know, this is something that he and the Lakers and he and his team and the Lakers can all try to get on the same page about. It's, it's something that from what I've heard, they are talking about and, and getting on the same page about this. I haven't heard anything about any kind of frustration here or whatever. Uh, but, again, there is risk involved here. And and I, I think on top of the risk that you're asking Stanley Johnson to incur, some of the risk here also for the rest of the league and, and all of the players in it, the Lakers have basically announced to everybody yeah we're a small market team we are not operating like a big market team we aren't gonna you know yes they made the russell westbrook trade but ever since then basically every single decision that they've made has been with finances heavily in mind and they have done this by the way in a championship year so the risk that you're asking stanley johnson to incur some other players around the league are going to be like, that seems kind of shady. <laughs> that doesn't seem ideal. And it might kind of change the way that teams think about the Lakers. 
Uh, now, I think the Lakers are, are, are operating with a ton of credit in the bank when it comes to uh, the way that they're perceived and and kind of at, look, the Lakers are the marquee franchise in the entire NBA and one of the absolute marquee franchises in all of American professional sports. They just got to act like it. All that said, though, again, all that really matters right now is that Stanley Johnson and the Lakers are on the same page. And based on everything that we've heard to this point, uh, Dave McMenamin also tweeted out earlier tonight that there is mutual interest between the Lakers and Stanley uh, to re-up for the remainder of the year, or at least uh, re-up for uh, a, a, at least a regular 10-day contract whenever that time comes. Uh, that's so long as that continues, so long as both sides are okay moving forward like that, that's all that really matters. Uh, I, I would just hope. And, and by the way, the flexibility that you get from having Stanley on a 10 day contract is beneficial. Uh, that, you know, that, that, that's, that's not nothing to, to not consider here. You, you do have to always think about given the fact that the Lakers we know are, are active Uh, in trade talks right now. They are trying to improve their roster. One way they could improve their roster is just by keeping Stanley Johnson uh, and and making him a Laker for the remainder of the year. But if, you know, if they get to a situation here where you have to trade one player and get a couple back or, you know, however that plays out, having an extra roster spot and being able to take on those players without having to immediately cut somebody that you just signed is is something that the Lakers are are clearly aware of. So again, I don't want to get too far into the weeds. I, I'm probably already guilty of this that I've gotten uh, too far into the weeds when it comes to contract talk and CBA talk and all that other stuff. Uh, there is no better way to just put my wife to sleep than having this conversation with her or any kind of CBA or contract type of uh, conversation. But. This is not as simple, and you guys know me. If I had a problem with something that the Lakers were doing, I would voice it. I just, as of right now, there is no real reason to have a real problem with the Lakers' approach here. That can change, and whenever it does change, if it does change, then I have tomorrow's show to talk about that. One more thing here before we move on. If the Lakers are waiting until January 5th to sign Stanley Johnson to a 10-day contract, that means that he's going to miss tonight's game um, against the Sacramento Kings. And yes, it's the Kings. You should be able to beat the Kings without Stanley Johnson. Uh, But look, it is a risk, again, that the Lakers are incurring upon themselves, which is basically, yeah, we, we, we want to maintain flexibility we want to maintain our finances and the bottom line here uh and and as such we are willing to risk not having stanley johnson and thus affecting the outcome of a game here between the lakers and sacramento kings and given the fact that we know that this western conference playoff race is going to be incredibly tight i would argue every single game really freaking matters and of all of the potential risks, uh, other than Stanley Johnson's own uh, injury potential uh, risk there, I think saying to basically everybody that, yeah, we're willing to risk losing this game in part because we don't have 
again, one of like two wing defenders, uh, then, <laughs> then that's and, and, and doing so in part because of the bottom line, again, in a championship window and again in a playoff race that we know is going to come down to the last game of the season, probably, uh, that is, that is again, a, a tough message to just fire off into the ether. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't matter. Hopefully the Lakers can take care of business without Stanley Johnson. And by the way, if the Lakers can't take care of business against the Sacramento Kings without Stanley Johnson, then that's probably a bigger indication of bigger problems than it is uh, this issue, right, of of continued frugality. But if yeah, I, I, both those things can be true <laughs> is the thing. The, the the continued frugality is something in, in a championship window is something that is always going to irk me. Uh, if the Lakers can't beat the Sacramento Kings without Stanley Johnson, it's it's probably due to that frugality that their roster is in such bad shape that they can't do that. All of these things are kind of intertwined, and this conversation is one that involves a lot of variables. But look, the Lakers have a game tonight, and one of the players who I think most recently has been kind of a bright spot for the Lakers. If he isn't available for it because the Lakers are pinching pennies, it's perfectly fine. If you want to say, well, that's kind of bullshit. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers lowdown podcast. I do want to say uh, I recorded a show with Justin Rowan of the uh, chase down podcast. Uh, that is the official podcast of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're going to want to check that out. We talked about Rondo. We talked about LeBron. We talked about the time that uh, Justin got so upset at a game he was playing at. He forgot his grandparents were there, ripped his Jersey off and then had to walk back into the gym to fetch all his clothes uh, with his grandparents sitting there. So you're going to want to check that out um, on the website. Harrison uh, put together an article about the Lakers' decision-making process here regarding Stanley Johnson and signing him to the remainder of the season. You're going to want to check that out. Also, Christian uh, Rivas put together a, a very good article, I thought, on everything that the Lakers are dealing with uh, this week. They have a decision that they have to make on Avery Bradley. They clearly have made decisions, I think, on Stanley Johnson and Darren Collison. Um, and then about a week or so from Friday, they have to make a decision or they can start really making their decision on whether or not they're going to trade a uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. So a ton of stuff going on here with the Lakers. And we're going to have that covered for you better than anywhere else here at silverscreenroll.com and on this silverscreenroll podcast feed. I'm Anthony Irwin. We'll talk to you tomorrow.